Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the fourth episode of Casual Master Quest. My name is Tyler Vitito. I will be hosting today and over in the corners as per the usual. We have Cam Attack. What's going on, man? Not much. How about you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, just had the usual fun of uh, technical difficulties when it comes to USBs and all that stuff. I figured we'd finally get over to USB-C like completely, but I guess I'm behind on the times with the computers and all that. Is USB still like the big thing in uh, like mid to high range computers? Uh, that's what I use. Yeah, I have one yeah, USB C port, but other than that, I have like eight USB uh, regular ports or three ports. Oh, uh, USB has been here since the 90s, at least. It's just so surprising how that one thing is what is still managing to keep on in the, the world of technology. But do not let me forget the big, the beautiful. Nick, how's it going on over at your end, baby? Oh, okay. I see it's going okay. I'm surviving. <laughs> you're you're, you're just surviving. It's been a long week, Tyler. It's been. Oh, I'm sorry. It's been it, hard. Yeah, it's, it's been a long week. Let's yeah. let's talk about um, this. Uh, thought, thank you. I thought it was going to be an ASMR stream here. Uh, today. Oh, oh, are we doing that? It's not going to last long because once we get started talking about Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, I'm going to be pretty upset. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, this is Casual Master Quest, the only podcast that can offer you the Pokemon details you crave more than rare candy. Mm, eat this uh, uh i was gonna name off random podcasts i probably shouldn't do that <laughs> yeah let's no no call outs yet we can't start fighting yet we need to get to level seven <laughs> and at least we'll until we learn a new move yeah and oh, then man. we once, can start fighting once we learn bubble or razor leaf or something <laughs> or vine ember there we go ember. ember yeah oh i'm sorry mr charmander look at you <laughs> your bird stuff i do great against the first gym cameron what have you been playing man i've been playing a lot uh i think the most entertaining what i've been playing though has been the space world 1997 pokemon gold and silver version demo build so mm -hmm. this is a demo build of gold and silver from two years before it actually released in japan and it has like 30 different unreleased pokemon in it that were scrapped at like midway through development a bunch of cool stuff like a completely unfinished map but uh, in the map is kanto in the map is some actually earlier or later cities i should say uh in early concepts so there's what appears to be snow points city from gen 4 as well as huh. candlelave city from gen 4 in this original gold and silver map so uh there was a whole spiel and a whole leak about how this came about but uh the 97 demos are out there they've been rumored for years we've only had some screenshots and like one video but now we can play it. it's in our hands so i streamed that for a little bit and i've just been uh you know playing that looking at documentation all that good stuff pretty much how far uh into the game have you gotten so far so I actually use the uh, debug menu to walk through walls because it's only a demo. So you can only go so far. But if you walk through walls, you can access the whole map. So mm -hmm. I just kind of walked around the whole map. I broke some encounters so I could get grass working and that sort of thing. And just okay. checked out some of the unreleased Pokemon. It's it's a really you know interesting story. Game history wise, really, really cool. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you said it was at, what was it called? Space something that it yeah, originally came out? 
So it was called Space World, and in Japan, it's also known as Shoshinkai. It was Nintendo Shoshinkai trade show. It ran from, I believe, 89 to 2001, and uh, we called it Nintendo Space World, but that's where they showed this off in 97. And yeah, like you said, it just came out like... 72 hours ago i think yeah and like i had i had an early lead on it but i only had an early lead by like 16 hours like i kind of got the intro kind of came down to me like 16 hours before the leak went out Mm. Uh, but i do have something that hasn't been pushed out too too much which is everybody's playing the gold demo i actually have the silver version build as well so if anyone's interested in that just let me know and i can uh hook you up old old, uh (laughs) captain cam over here has got your goods if you got the the scratch Okay, okay. What else have you been playing, man? I played some Quantum Break, which was uh, an Xbox One game from 20, ooh, 2015, 2016, I want to say. Is and that, wasn't that the, the one that they movie put really kind of- hard? Yes, yeah, so that's the one where it's actually really interesting, kind of a spiritual successor to FMV games in a way from the 90s, because what it does is you play through this game. It's a third person shooter game with time powers, of course, and you play through the game. And then after every like two hours or so, you watch a fully live action episode using the actors that are the actors in the game, of course. So you just watch an episode, but your decisions in the game influence the content of okay. the episode. So, so it's kind of an FMV type thing. So you're telling me technically I have a Detroit Become Human version for the Xbox. Well, let's say this sounds like sure. a David Cage wet dream right now. <laughs> sure. I mean, they definitely handle time travel much more gracefully than I assume he would. But, uh, you know, it's it's like eight hours, eight to ten hours. It's a little aside, but it's 11 bucks these days. So definitely worth a pickup. Okay. Okay. okay fair enough. Uh, is this Xbox one only or do you know yes. if it comes out? It's. So I can't oh, get yeah, it like Xbox one exclusive. Yeah, and you can get it on PC. I'm pretty sure oh, now too. Yeah, on PC? Everything. I'm pretty sure you can for everything now. I think everything's cross uh, cross by. So or most oh, things are. Yeah, check uh, it out. It's on Windows 10. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Okay. That, that like I've heard about it back in the day. Wasn't really my thing because I like swore off the life of Xbox and well not PC but you know Xbox related PC mm-hmm. games. And I heard about it. It's like cool. You know the idea. You know. Once again, FMV stuff is my gig, as it turns out. But yeah, and you know, my well, Xbox was feeling lonely, so I just, you know, had to do well, something. I remember, I remember Quantum Break because they pushed it pretty hard uh, 2015, 2014 E3. And I think right. mostly to show um, the uh, hardware capabilities of the Xbox One. Yeah, because um, it actually still holds game. up. It yeah. still definitely holds up in terms of what the uh, facial capture looks like in game. So, wow. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, do you know what uh, company developed Quantum Break? Yeah, it's Remedy is what they're called. Do we know them for anything else? We do know them for something else, but I'm, it's escaping me right now. Remedy has um, Alan, Alan Wake. Alan Wake. Alan Wake. Okay, that makes Alan sense. Alan Wake yeah. and the first two Max Paynes. That makes sense. Okay. That is amazing. Good job, Nick. First off, uh, 500 points for you. 750, you, you. though, to Mr. Cam over there from being able to take it on the spot. The first, first two <laughs> shots. That was very, very nice. Seriously, though, so the people that made Alan Wake and the first two Max Payne games jumped just left field and made this game a couple of years ago. And yeah, what I can mean, you say? People went from Kill Zone to, or not people but uh <laughs> those people yeah those, those guys over there <laughs> we don't know them for anything seriously though it's a heck of a jump uh anything else or should i turn it on over uh yeah just pokemon emerald randomized as always i'm just playing more blaze blue cross tag battle as well since i have an early review copy thank you arc system works united states for sending that over yeah uh, thank so- you yeah, just just playing that through and stuff. And uh, what's it called? Kind of getting the, you know, it's getting down to the review deadline, right? Like it's coming out and we have to have stuff ready by the 5th. So mm-hmm. we're just kind of pushing it pretty much and trying to get everything uh, taken care of. Nick, Nick, so, Nick, so. Uh, 
over here, I see that you're playing a game called uh, Nothing New. <laughs> yeah, it's um, um, okay. So uh, let me, so let me call break it down, game. Taylor. Yeah, nothing new. It's a Call of Duty game. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Or a FIFA game, or an NHL game, or uh, an NBA 2K game. Yo, you got FIFA. Uh, <laughs> um, Tyler, Cam, yes. I'm yes. I'm a person of. I when I when I like a game, all I do is really just play that game. Or if I like a place to eat, I'll eat from that place like you know every day of the week till the day mm. I die. I respect um, food okay. wise. Yeah, so again, really, I've been watching a lot of uh, Detroit Become Human, actually. I was just telling Cam earlier. Um, I'm really getting in- invested into the story and the different like paths people are taking. It's really, really cool. I know we all had our own gripes with it last episode, but... Eh, a couple of us. In general, it's, it's <laughs> in general I, I'm enjoying watching it. <laughs> um, and then Pokemon Go a little bit more. Like now I'm doing my daily stuff. Yep. And then um, more Destiny 2, a little bit of Fortnite. I've moved away from Fortnite back to Destiny 2 a little bit because one of my friends is playing again. So feels good. So when you're watching uh, somebody play Detroit Become Human, uh, potentially games of the year, but let's be realistic here. Uh, are you feeling frustrated at times when they choose choices that you know that you would have picked the opposite of? No, because everybody sees things differently, right? They do things differently. I'm I'm a nice person, Tyler. I don't backseat game. Okay, well, it's just this game it comes with a lot of you know diverse decisions, and morally there are some very strong moments oh, yeah. where you oh, no, for pick. sure. Um, I know plenty of streamers who are doing um, two distinct playthroughs: one where it's a full-on pacifist playthrough, and then the other is a fully violent playthrough. Oh, so okay. they want to explore all the different sides of it, yeah. I mean, it won't cover all the bases, but it will sure and heck come the close. Yeah. It, uh, you can't go wrong with uh, that style. Uh, man, I did be uh, Detroit Become Human. I played it through in, in its entirety. Talked with some people about it. Uh, a good example is uh, Seth over from PSVG. Bless you, Seth. Uh, we had a quite a conversation about stuff, you know, including plot holes and whatnot, because... We don't want to go crazy in the spoilers, yeah. but there's a lot of like it's glossed over yep. and they, they try to paint a lot of pretty, a pretty pictures around like a hole in a painting. But I really like the pretty pictures, but I don't want to spend the entire episode talking about Detroit Become Human. No, no, we did that. No, already. It's old and busted. We got new yeah. topics this week. Oh, man, we got new and Ooh. newer. Uh, I'll say that I played Persona 4 and 5. I've been playing more of that. Uh, Ooh, four, though. Um, um, oh wait, wait! Am I wait? Am I hearing this right? You managed to bring your PS Vita back to life. It is back to life, my people. <laughs> you know what happened? I have been playing during my lunch breaks at work. I've gotten three hours into my Vita. I was gonna make it three and a half because I showed up to work early today. Be but, careful! Uh, you're gonna make Cam cry of happiness. Yeah. And pure joy. <laughs> a getting love somewhere. As long as they're getting love, the world's okay. It's funny because I was looking on Amazon. It's like, man, I gotta buy more games. I, I keep looking and looking. It's like. <laughs> I haven't found that one yet, man. Uh, well, if you want any recommendations, just, just no, the have... one game is enough. And if you want to borrow some, I'm pretty sure Cam's willing to let you borrow some for sure. <laughs> well, people, a lot of people, I'm not saying it's true or not. It's up to your own, you know, personal theories. People say that the Vita is dead. Mm. If that is the case, I'm not supporting or going against it. I know exactly one of the main roots why that is. And that is because they changed the voice actor for Chia, for Chie, <laughs> in Persona 4 Golden. I am 
so upset about that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I forgot that was a contentious thing. It's been like so long for me. I forget that's a problem for like a I, lot of people. <laughs> I got viciously upset. Maybe it makes me shallow as a person, but when I played the couple hours in the PS2, I was so latched on the chip because I was like, she's a soft, not maybe not soft spoken, but she was just so, you know, down the earth with the way she talked and whatnot. And, you know, just normal talking and apparently atlas didn't like that i was like no we gotta make her sound like a whiny teenage high schooler and make her shoot up in octaves that you know makes dog howls i do want to just say this one thing so uh, this is not at all a, a majority opinion but i actually prefer the golden voice for a specific reason it's not a better voice but what it is is it makes chia a huge dork and i love that even more for me, it's like, oh, she's a huge dork now. It's great. I'm banking on that, man, because like she has her moments where she's just flat out cussing the other players and whatnot. And it's yeah. like, whoa, okay, she's <laughs> she's violent. Okay, sure, fine. So I, I'm still playing, so I'm happy with it. But enough of that. 20-hour mark in Persona 5. I beat nice. the second palace. Uh, I'm about three hours into Persona 4. We will update you as we go with that. I have played Pokemon Quest for the Switch. Have you guys heard of this game? Yep, I touched it a little bit. Gave you it do shot. have a Switch? Yeah, of course I have a Switch. Who are you talking to? I'm sorry. <laughs> I figured you only had systems that were dead. <laughs> I mean, I have to meet you or something. I have more systems that are dead than are alive. I can tell you that much. I, I'm just messing, man. Uh, so Pokemon Quest, for those who don't know, if you ever go into a GameStop or Games Boutique, if you're up into the northern regions of Canada, yes, uh, there is a the little toy games. that... Sorry, not electronic bouquet. Uh, there are little Lego horrifying abomination versions of Pokemon at those, you know, GameStop stores. Mm-hmm. I always look at them like, oh my god, these things are horrifying. Apparently, they thought they're gonna take that, take Pokemon Minecraft uh mod and just smash it together and make this game po- called Pokemon Quest free right now on the nintendo switch cameron what do you think about this first i want to say that pixelmon likely died for this and that's a sin because there was the pixelmon mod for minecraft which looked very similar which i love to play because Uh i like the idea and then they turned into this potentially there's some correlation there uh what i would say though is when it was actually explained to me i was more excited about it than when it was shown to me because i do have a soft spot for pokemon i'm biased towards pokemon very heavily i'm brainwashed by it so i'll play their free-to-play games sometimes a little bit and i heard okay you control the pokemon you shoot out your attacks you fight things <laughs> on screen so i was like oh this is probably a lot like rumble which i really really enjoyed you and poor it soul. wasn't like rumble <laughs> like it kind of was and how things like attacked and move but you don't control it it plays itself and it's a it's a grind fest with timers and all that good stuff so it's what do you expect from a mobile game but uh yeah, yeah. It's a clash of clans Pokemon game, honestly. Like, you upgrade stuff, you find new stuff, you upgrade stuff, and you let them march just kind of like, you know, dilly dally across the forest that they've been in for years. But apparently, they're now vicious to every other Pokemon in the area (laughs) and need to make a warpath all the way to the end of, you know, find all the statues and whatnot. And. yeah, I do want to say, too, just as an aside, I just want to warn everybody because there's, there's something suspicious about this, okay? Mm. So this game's coming out for Switch and mobile. They put it out on Switch first. There's a reason for that. I don't know why yet, but I don't trust it. So I try not to put too much money into the game yeah, it comes because out, they might uh, be testing the water for something, and I don't like June? it. 
um, for iOS. <laughs> yeah. As far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it was, um, it was like mid to late June. I thought, yeah. but yeah, but either way, like I'm suspicious. They put it out on switch. It feels like they're testing the waters for that sort of mobile tier game on switch with monetization. So like, I think they're actually testing to see if their switch base will pay into that sort of thing. So okay. let's be careful here. Vote with our wallets in this case, yeah. uh, because let's keep this immobile as far as I'm concerned. Like now, really, Nintendo have a gold mine on their hands if they really yeah. want to make money. All they have to do is let people pay like a monthly subscription for a virtual console. Really, <laughs> sure. that's they that's, would never do that. It. But they anyways, have a fault, but yeah. Moving on. Did you put any money into it? No, oh, God, no, no. Okay, uh, yeah. there are some people out there who bought it, played it for a half hour, and decided to buy okay, the. Tyler, you don't have to be ashamed. You can tell I, me that you did. You can tell definitely me did not do that. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking personally. <laughs> Catch. I was already horrified by like this is Dr. Moreau's island for Pokemon. <laughs> this is horrifying to me. I'm like seriously, voxelated, I guess that would be the term voxelated Pokemon freak me out. I, I don't like it. It's weird looking at this uh Minecraft looking block that makes the same noise that you know clicking on in Pokemon red and blue, and then it just kind of wobbles around and just murders these other little block like creatures and it's like they give me the chance to try to employ some kind of strategy oh you can do this attack here and you can do this attack here also it's like hey you got five six different attacks you can do with different timers or you could hit this little auto button in the corner and we'll take care of everything uh, for you and so it just turns into uh wait for stuff to happen so you can make your pokemon stronger or lure stronger pokemon and then just let them march to their pretty little deaths and just sit there and watch for minutes i guess i was gonna say hours i barely got in like an hour hour and a half in at most like i'm on to the second area i'm not impressed with it if you are and you enjoy this that's great you know some people need their pokemon fix and some people need crack cocaine some people need heroin but sure. occasionally you got to deal with a little you know pcp now and then you got to deal with the crappy angel dust now <laughs> don't do drug kids please uh, <laughs> never it, don't, don't this do is drugs. your parents it's not a joke, it's not a joke. Don't it's seriously it's not a cool. joke no, okay. video games are well more worth your time so yes so much more worth your time uh, before Maybe we not, move on real quick though tyler yeah. you might want to just drop the mic a little bit it's sounding like it's blowing things out every once in a while oh okay yeah. good catch sorry uh she's oh, that's embarrassing uh uh, it's okay, we're all human, Tyler. We have <laughs> to become human. Yep, we have to that's, become human. <laughs> that's how the live recording works, right? It messing with uh, this microphone, I seriously thought it was dead, so I was like moving the gain up and down, and uh, apparently I moved a little too far up. Besides that, I played a little bit of Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. My fiance bought it when I refused to because that's I had right. the Wii U game. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, uh, okay. I decided to play a good few rounds yesterday and had a good old time. It turns out having it at uh, 60 frames a second and at 1080p is really nice. The moment really. you put on 60 frames a second and 1080p on any video game, it becomes substantially better. Mm -hmm. It's uh, so much better. I had, a, I had a drunken experience the other night where I went and turned on my Xbox One and started up Destiny 1. Wow, that's you must be pretty drunk. Yeah. And, and my eyes were bleeding from the 30 frames per second. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. And then I just realized how stupid I was for playing at such high sensitivities. Mm -hmm. And then I had to drag everything down, and I was You're constantly dying. You're trying to be dying. a it's, it's but, okay, man. But it was so much fun. It was much more fun than my Destiny 2 experience by far. 
which oh, makes Jesus. me sad. Uh, but anyway, it's not I a just imagine you sitting alone in your boxers after like completely hammered with the, you know, why is it so much that at the same <laughs> Pretty much my roommate was there and he was he was no support at all. So <laughs> he, he's just sitting there like smoking a cigarette. So that's how you enjoy Xbox. I get it. <laughs> there are some issues with high rewards I would like to address. Yeah. Uh, one of the big things I like to enjoy with this game is the fact that I can play with the second person. When I was playing with Amanda, I would have, you know, the little gamepad, which was very tiny and very uncomfortable to play, but it was worthwhile while she got the main TV or vice versa. Obviously, I don't get that anymore. I have to do split screen. Not a big deal. That's not my complaint. Complaint is when you choose to select a second person, you got to uh, hit the th- uh, left thumbstick in to tell it, hey, you got to make sure to check all the controllers. And then we got to repair every single time. And when that happens, it's like, okay, you got a second person. You're good to go. Now pick the second character. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm second person. I can't, I'm moving thumb. I can't pick my own character. I got to announce to my fiance now what character I want to play. And she can just, you know, say, hey, you want to play Tinka? Well, Tingle? No, I want Sheik. Uh, and then finally, I've been trying, I, me and her have spent about 15, 20 minutes looking through the options and menus. I don't know why my camera keeps like focusing in. It wants to see. Yeah, get closer. <laughs> uh, some reason the controls on the second controller is inverted for the first player. They're like uh, inverted from the first player. So if I, you know, I'm trying to hit uh, a button to dash and I accidentally do a smash attack and some reason this weird controller schematic is just completely different from the first player. And I don't know why. And I'm looking at, you know, control schemes, some, you know, some way to change it. There is none. If you find it, please tell me, let me know. I, I won't eat a lay or make any little prophecies saying that this game has, you know, patch <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> when's the lay eating? And what was the other one coming? I, I uh, forget what those. I think he ate a pen live on, oh, right, on, right. on stream before. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I'm still waiting for that to come out. Uh <laughs> Finally, I didn't write it on here, but I think it should give some mention. Uh, Mario Tennis Aces. Yeah. Uh, it's right now, when you guys listen to this on Monday, you won't, you know, it'll be over. But right now, this weekend, we get a, a whole wide online only tournament demo going on right now. Have you uh, played it yet, any Kim? I'm playing it in an hour or so. When we're okay. all set, I'll tell you oh, that yeah. much. Don't worry. Me too, going. buddy. I think I'm going to be streaming this if it works out. Cause yeah. I've gotten about an hour and a half in so far. I've never played a Mario tennis game before. Mm-hmm. Well, this is not only a Mario tennis game. This is a fighting game. You need to be careful because you're playing a fighting game right now. Yeah, no kidding. Because <laughs> there there are times where it was just like we're whacking the ball at each other. But there would be that one guy who is starting to do like, you know, super weird bull crap tactics. It's like, whoa, you can do that. And people can't stop that. And it's like. Yep. You know, I started learning cool stuff from these people, like a cheap trick from this guy, a weird move from this guy. And suddenly it's like, man, I'm learning all these very dirty tactics because I thought tennis was trying to hit the ball in the right direction and maybe fool the other player. No, this game is like pure. It's, it's strategy real time. Yep. And I, I know that's really what a sports is technically anyways, but it's like I'm constantly trying to play dirty and underhanded or backhanded, depending on how you view it. And I love it. I I did not expect that from a Mario Tennis game. The Mm -hmm. problem is, though, I don't know who all is going to be buying this game. 
I don't want to buy this game and play by myself and get good because I want to beat other people. I want to feel good. It, 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 that's a very, you know, I, I can probably play online when the game comes out and play against a bunch of random people. I'm still paranoid that when I was playing against tournament people that just had generic names like going against Kevin. I was like, <laughs> like, you know, no, like, Kevin, like, is this? Yeah. Not Kevin XX or anything. I mean, I know it's a switch and you don't really need to put anything besides your boring life name. And, you know, occasionally I'll get a couple people. I know anytime I see somebody playing Waluigi, I know that I'm going to face someone decent or at least <laughs> mid level. Yep. It's like Waluigi is like the coming of age for that game because you start off in the demo right now with Mario, Peach, Yoshi, and Bowser. And then the first character you get is Waluigi after so many points you get from beating the game. Uh, tournament things against other people and i haven't gotten to play waluigi i really want to play him right now i've seen other people play him against me there's you know you get to play as spike you get to play as a chomp chomp uh all right i know <laughs> I, I i'm hyped to play it but i guess we'll talk more about it next week is there any other games that you guys want to talk about uh, i think i'm all good except for the obvious coming up oh yeah okay let us go to the topic of the show who wants to lead this one off because this is the biggest news i've seen in terms of pokemon in a very long time let me start with a sentence and then i'll pass it off go go ahead so i i want to preface the whole conversation by saying that they didn't announce that the core rpgs weren't coming until 2019 until the end of the whole stream so for that three minutes, I was cursing, I was screaming, I was angry, I thought Pokemon was dead until they announced coming 2019, the mainline core RPGs, like the traditional, what you would have expected, basically. Um, I'll expand upon that later, of course, and how I feel about it, but it's fine for me. <laughs> it's fine as long as those core games are coming. So let me pass it off, and then I'll come back to me later. Nick, you know what's happening. You heard what happened. You guys warned me about this happening. You were worried. These were your worst fears. They were. That there would yep. be a Pokemon yep. game that would have heavily implements from Pokemon Go. Yep. And over here, I'm like, that's ridiculous. They would never do that. That's silly. They connected the phone to the game. No, it doesn't have GPS. I'll eat this Lele if it has Pogo related. Oh, my God. And not to mention the one-for-one -one content that we discussed and the up, upscale, basically 3DS, uh, not upscale necessarily, but the 3DS style uh, game that we discussed as well, because it's still a grid-based movement system on the Switch, which is well, well below what the Switch is capable of, as yeah. we know. So, Well, at least at least in that aspect, Cam, thankfully it's not coming to a um, uh, the core RPG. Yeah. At least, like the one-to-one -one Kanto thing is not coming to a core RPG, and yes. they're just, I guess, just testing out or maybe making it as simple as possible to just expand on this different uh, series or this different spin-off series for like the casual Pokemon player base. Yeah, did I ever have the Digimon conversation with you guys in regards to the splitting of Digimon? I, I forget if I've talked about that. I on think, yeah, I think definitely not. Yeah. Okay, might have. So the basic premise was, I've been saying for a while now that the Digimon series, when it was in trouble, what it decided to do was split into more teen-oriented games, more child-oriented games. So when they were in trouble, they split the player base basically and made something for everybody. I had suggested for a while that Pokemon may want to consider doing that if they ever see their numbers going down. And uh, that's exactly what they're doing. So they've gone out now and they've said, okay, this, these Let's Go games are going to be for a more casual audience and they're going to be going forward a new pillar of the series in addition to the traditional sort of RPG. So we're seeing that split. 
we're seeing that Digimon-esque split uh, going forward. And now we might even have the case where every other year we might just get an alternating game where one year we'll get a casual game, one year we'll get a hardcore game, which as long as they're different teams working, it can give each team more yeah. time to work on their product. That's a benefit. The only danger comes in, we don't want Let's Go to sell too well so well that it over eclipses the other like traditional game because if it and does they, and they start scratching their beard like hmm yeah. why uh-huh. do we need to do the the main core series if we can just make money doing the go and it's a yeah. really big danger we've seen casual casualization strike many series that you know the core Destiny audience too. liked anything most things and so we we want to avoid that as much as possible uh it kind of goes along with my let's keep pokemon away from mobile as much as possible but it's yeah. you know it's getting there i'm a little worried about that but for what the game is for the fact that we're still having those stuff coming this is a good idea. I don't think it's going to go down like they think, though. I 100% do not think it's going to go down like they think. You and really I- don't think so? This seems like almost the way it's set up. It's like the stars are aligning. It, everybody loves Pokemon Go or loves Pokemon Go. People love the idea of having a game on the Switch. There's multiple different features that are meshing in just a way that feels like the, the time that the game comes out, stars are going to align and the Titans are going to be re- released on this Earth. I'm going to put it, let let me put it through a couple statistics because here's, here's the thing I've been looking into, right? So I'm of course an avid Pokemon go player. I roll with a group of about 40 (laughs) people uh, when I go out and do raids and that sort of thing. We have group chats and all that. And the one thing I've noticed about Pokemon go players is one, they're not children Two, They don't care about Pokemon. In most cases, the Pokemon go players I roll with basically, you know, they don't know the Pokemon's names. They just like name them by, Oh, the red one, the blue one, the dinosaur looking one, that sort of thing. They like numbers. Um, just to test, just to test, I actually put the announcement of Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee in the chat and uh, nobody responded to it for two whole days. And then somebody else posted it when it popped up in game and all they were responding to was the fact that the Lola and Exeggutor was in the game. So the Pokemon Go audience really doesn't care. They don't have switches of the 40 of them. I'm the only one I know who has a switch. Nope. Um, they don't play traditional Pokemon. Bringing them over, I think, might be a problem for Nintendo's end because what I'm seeing is actually quite the opposite where people who like mainline Pokemon because of these announcements are now going back and playing Go a little bit But, more. but Cam, bringing in a bunch of new people to a game like Pokemon Sun and Moon where there's so much hand-holding would help them a lot. <laughs> oh, it's I just think a matter of if they come. I'm yeah. not sure they're going to come in the first place. That's what I'm saying. You know, no, the thing that was, is, that was yeah. my issues too. Like everybody has a smartphone. Right. 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 Not everybody, but in general, everybody yes. has a smartphone, Most but people. not everybody has a switch. Right. I don't have a switch. And the only reason I want to switch is for the Pokemon games. Yep. Everything else is great. I'm sure but that's what I want to switch for, but I can't afford that yet. So I can only imagine how many people cannot afford yeah. a switch and, and uh, just yes. not dedicated Pokemon like players. Pokemon Go is too. great, but. Yeah, statistically too. We had uh, we were looking at I was looking at some stats of basically player age and usage and that sort of thing. And uh, in July of 2016, about 22 percent of the people playing Pokemon Go were under 18. So everybody else was above 18, right? Per Kotaku, Kotaku suggests that what the Pokemon company said was they're looking to bring over the younger Pokemon Go core audience. That doesn't exist. That was only 22 percent of them then. That's even less now. So it is interesting that you say this because a lot of the arguments of anybody that's a hater of this game, it's like, oh, if you hate this game, well, you got to realize that this game is meant for the kids and you just got to get over it. It's like, is it really meant for the kids? And the more you kept saying casual audience, it's like, you know, that that sounds more correct. And honestly, you're right. Statistically, it is more for a casual audience, a casual adult audience. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, like 18. I think the average age of a player, when the game first came out, the average, uh, I think, was the, a female 25-year-old was the average user of Pokemon Go. Totally uh, now it's it changed. Too. Yeah, now it's changed. I actually think it trends older now uh, based on, they haven't done studies since, but based on what I've seen at least with kids dropping off and high schoolers dropping off and only everyone I know of the people I play with, 40 of them, I'm, I think, the second youngest and I'm 23. So, uh, I mean, it's, yeah. Even the it's core games, great. like there's a series, uh, there's a comic series that a guy draws about him being an older Pokemon player. It's called Dork. It's on a website called Dorkly. I can't remember what it's called, mm-hmm. but he's got like a beard and he draws himself going through like uh, Alola and all the hand holding. And it's also bright and sunshiny. And all he wants is like his Pikachu's old. He's got a <laughs> beer and a belly and a cigar. He's like, all right, let's get this stuff done with, you know, um, Pokemon has grown with its, uh, with its uh, users. And I don't think that's, I think Nintendo, or sorry, Game Freak hasn't properly realized that yet mm-hmm. where, like a good chunk of their audience are like people between 25 and 30 or 20 and 30. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And, and I hope then catering to the casuals is going to, it's not going to do well for let's go uh, Pikachu. Let's go Eevee initially, at least maybe initially it'll do well, but later on, it's not going to survive long. Um, we and- know what the conversation is and why we have a, a moderate amount of disgust. We still haven't even talked about what is going on here. Mm-hmm. I do want to just really quick just to put it out there. So if in yeah. terms of predictions, right, I don't think let's go Eevee or MPG are going to do poorly. I think they're actually going to sell relatively well. But what they're not going to do is bring the Pokemon Go base yeah. over to the series. That's not going to be the case. But in terms of Pokemon Go audience, you know, a drop in the pan is still significant. This, you know, a drop in the pan is still a couple million. So even if they uh, do come over, you know, the sales will be good. I'm pretty sure because the... The thing is about Pokemon, right? It's such a near and dear IP that even the core audience, even though they don't prefer this, they're going to buy it. Like, I'm going to pre-order them. I'm going to play them. I'm going to buy them. So you're going to have that those sales still and then a smaller portion than they'd hope, I think, of Go sales. But still, but still, let's get to the game. Yeah. <laughs> what does Pokemon Let's Go Eevee slash Pikachu and Pokemon Go have in common? What do we know about this? these two games? Okay, so you can transfer your Pokemon from Pokemon Go, but only the first 151, because that's all that's in this game, because it's a remake of Yellow. So you can transfer those into Pokemon Go, uh, or sorry, into Pokemon Let's Go. In Let's Go, I've noticed that Pokemon actually have CP as well as levels. So it seems to kind of be weaning people into, okay, this is what levels are, this is what CP is, you understand that. Catching Pokemon, you don't actually battle wild Pokemon anymore. You just use the Pokemon Go mechanic to catch them with you the ball. Beat with them senseless with metal objects until they submit <laughs> and go into the ball. Yep, yep. Okay, Nick, uh, you are aspirating. It's no, I, agree. I agree. I agree. So we, you said there's both CP and levels that are going to be un- yep. implemented in this game that we saw. So I wonder if that's supposed to be like this CP means this level or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out. So one thing that they had was they had a CP 60 Clefairy at level 10. Um, Clefairy's max CP is in the 1000s, the very low 1000s. So that wouldn't exactly scale up correctly. It would have to scale like exponentially. I, I, it would have to scale exponentially, but I think it also has something to do with uh, the base stats. Mm-hmm. And so the level is... Well, we know what the level in a Pokemon game stands for, but the right, CP right. is, I think, uh, some sort of equation that relates to all the base stats and current progress, maybe, or something Yeah, like so CP equates to the stats of the Pokemon in the actual games, basically, and they're weighted differently between attack, defense, and HP. But right. yeah. yeah. Which is weird, because uh, do you think that they're going to focus on other things like special and defense? Or, you know, sorry, not I, defense, but like speed and uh, special, because... 
that's main Pokemon stuff there. How are they going to work with that? That's the thing, right? Because on one hand, Pokemon Go Pokemon don't have those attributes. So when you bring them in from the game, you're going to have to assign a random special attack and speed to them somehow. Uh, on the other hand, we haven't seen the stat screen yet, so we don't know. We don't know what stats are in what are out. But Did we see how they evolve in the game? Nope. No, and interestingly enough, I noticed that they were showing off a level 18 Bulbasaur um, in the trailer, which Bulbasaur would have evolved by then naturally. Yeah. So. Uh-uh. Now if they press B and they're smart enough to get that <laughs> sweet, sweet move early, come on. Yeah. Use it. But do you think, do you think <laughs> yes, they would even I, have like the option to press B to prevent evolution? <laughs> Hopefully, but I don't think that... Uh, shake the Bulbasaur <laughs> horrifyingly <laughs> enough until it chooses not to. Yeah. It suffers for traumatic. Game Freak put out a quote. That's HD Rumble right there, people. <laughs> they haven't explained it yet, but they said that they did simplify the XP gain evolution and battle system, but they haven't explained how yet. So we'll see. We'll see. What does catching Pokemon do then? Are we? It, we did see that we're going to be able to battle. Mm-hmm. Did they show or anything of gyms? Yeah, so they showed gyms. It's one for one a Kanto remake. Yeah. So all the stuff from Yellow's in there. Probably yeah. a heavier story emphasis, it seems. So you're going to have more Team Rocket, likely the gym leaders, that sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, you can fight trainers. I did notice the trainers' levels. You can actually compare them to the trainers as they were in the other games. The levels yes. were way lower, and the amount of Pokemon they have is way smaller as well. Casual uh, audience people. uh, Yeah. yeah. And it also, you know, it could be a factor of scaling because you don't fight wild Pokemon, but it was actually pretty low and the Pokemon that they were fighting with were pretty high. So I don't know what's going on there. But uh, really, I would love to see what would happen in the very beginning of the game if you just transfer over a legendary Pokemon. I I know there's all sorts of things like, you know, they won't listen to you or whatnot until you have Mm -hmm. the right badge and whatnot. I feel like they're going to have to restrict that until midway through the game. That's what they actually are doing, they said. So they did put that out, yeah. And Team Rocket, if Team Rocket is in the thing, why would they battle us to catch our Pokemon and steal them? Why wouldn't they just chuck their Pokemon Pokeballs at us? Well, you could always ask that of Team Rocket in the original canon as well, you know? True. (laughs) Uh, Not that smart. They are. They are uh, not that smart. Uh, We did not see anything of babysitting or uh, breeding of any kind. I don't believe so. Yeah, we haven't seen any of that. But again, that wasn't in the original games either. Original games, and I don't think, I think for simplicity's sake, they're not going to include any of that. So we wouldn't see eggs either, since that is Gen 2. We might see eggs. Pokemon Go. Transfer over eggs. Yeah. Maybe you'd be able to transfer over eggs because I don't think you're going to get a competitive edge out of this game. Yeah. Because if you can't clearly determine uh, determine stats and IVs and EVs and raise and breed Pokemon exactly to what spe- uh, specifications you need. Uh, not going to get a competitive thing out of this. Do you game. feel like since it's so generalized that they wouldn't uh, have a tournament of any sort with this kind of thing on the big leagues? <sighs> they can Maybe. try, but it won't be fleshed out whatsoever. It'd be the equivalent of, you know, making competitive, I don't know, rock, paper, scissors, uh, Nicktoons racing or something like that. You know, like <laughs> uh, you can always make something competitive, but it's the matter of depth that's there that makes it a good competitive game yeah. to watch. I'm sure. Play. Bring Diddy Kong racing back. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll bring this out in style. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else because. I was originally horrified by this whole thing, but the more I looked at it, I'm like, yeah. I mean, I, I was I was livid. I was yeah. pissed. But then until I realized, okay, main core RPG game is coming out, what, 2019? Okay, let's take a step back. Let's uh, reevaluate what's going on. I still don't like it. I'll If I ever get a Switch by the time those games come out, I might play it. 
but I'm not going to like it. I'll be just furious playing it throughout. <laughs> like, no, it's, it's, this is crappy. This is not what it's supposed to be like. This is not a Pokemon game. But no, it's like, I get it. Um, they have to they have to diversify. They need to bring in more people. They need to bring in a bigger audience. Maybe whatever new audience they bring in would be interested in the core RPG games and bring people over there. That's a possibility of happening. I uh, hope that's their idea. I do hope that and that hope that pans out, but I don't think it will necessarily. But somebody put it, Somebody said something, I was reading a comment somewhere, and I, as much as I love Pokemon, I feel this. Somebody said Game Freak is like the Apple of, uh, of like, the gaming world, where mm-hmm. they know people buy whatever they make. Yeah, no, I, uh, I've said it a lot, you know, as for, I say Pokemon it all the time, I'm basically quest. brainwashed. I'm brainwashed by Pokemon. Uh, Game Freak are lazy developers sometimes, and the series fails to innovate quite often. And, you know, if you look at it from any sort of, you know, coming from the outside perspective, it's hard to find them being objectively great games, in a sense. We play them because we love them because we grew up with them. Yeah. But in terms of JRPGs go, they're they're pretty big nothing burgers. Um, and that's, you know, me saying that, which is like, it hurts to say, but I understand that. I can step back and understand that. That. Yeah, Absolutely. gameplay mechanics have always been great, but then plot has always suffered. Some of the uh, in-game mechanics has always come across as lazy. Yeah. They take things out for no reason whatsoever. Put like it back great things game. that were always like fun to use. Mm-hmm. It's, but I'd still buy a Pokemon. Yeah, game. yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I would say would because especially the core series. That's what I grew up on. Yeah, and it's for, very much for me, it's going to be the same feeling I have with Pokemon Go, where it's going to be like, I buy the games, I pre-order them, I get them, but it's going to be like, oh, this is a terrible game. Like, you know, <laughs> like I'm doing Pokemon Go, I'm just like, don't do this. Don't look at me. This is awful. Oh. <laughs> there is one thing that I saw when I was watching the video that I was like, okay, I am in on this. And that is the fact that I'm able to do local cooperation. Yeah, like, I can cool. play yeah. with the second person on the same screen. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I think there are two things that I would take away as good things from this uh, game. Uh, the uh, co-play, the cooperative play, mm-hmm. and it'd be interesting to see how they're going to integrate that into the core RPG. I guess they're using this as a tester to figure out how that's going to work to what extent and what they want to do with it. And the second thing being um, that you'd be able to ride any Pokemon freely. Yeah, yeah, that's very So important. visually, these are the two things. That, that's one. And then the co-op play are mm-hmm. two that I would not, I'm not upset about. Like, yeah. those are cool. And follow Pokemon are back and Pokemon customization for Pikachu and Eevee. That's cool too. So, yeah, man, I am so glad I stopped botting <laughs> and cheating and all sorts of horrible debauchery that's related to Niantic, you know, games. I wouldn't I, have stopped if I could, but uh, I, like, honestly, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it. I would, I did bad. Like, <laughs> I was one of those people that would have quit otherwise if they didn't discover that there's different ways to find cooler things because. I, I got bored with it and I wanted to find more of the game. And as it turns out, there was more of the game over in Santa Monica Bay. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't even doing it that way. I just refused to give Niantic money because there were no stops around me. So I would just spoof to stops, spin them and not touch any Pokemon. Just basically make it so I'd have to pay Niantic for Pokeballs. That's all I was doing. That's totally you know fair. Yeah. But obviously I goofed up. I realized it. I start completely over. I'm back up to a, you know, a fairly high level. Nothing crazy. And uh, I'm glad I did because... If I saw this Pokemon game now, I would be one of those people that are, you know, blowing the dust off their Pokemon Go accounts saying, oh, my gosh, what did I make for my PTC password? And, you know, you got people like they're they're playing Pokemon Go for the first time in years because they're excited because, oh, I got a Switch game coming up. 
What's a raid? Field research. <laughs> that like, would be so like, fun to like. Yeah, over the shoulder. That. No, but that's like, that's pretty. Much, that's pretty much me, right? Uh, yeah. Starting about two weeks ago. Where yeah. I started doing all these things again. Um, I only just hit level twenty, and I'm excited. And now I think I can use ultra balls. Oh yeah, finally. Yeah. yeah. So, Welcome to the jungle. We got ultra balls in games. Yeah. <laughs> I just got my like highest level Pokemon at like eighteen hundred CP. So nice. I'm like working my way up there. Um, no, it's it's, a it's become a lot fun. Like from where it was and to now, it it's improved a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I guess with that, is there anything else we want to talk about Pokemon besides giving happy thoughts, middle fingers, any other good stuff? Uh, I'm pretty much all set on that. You know, I've talked it to death a few other places too. It's you know said what I've said at this point. <laughs> right. We have our thoughts on it. We're excited in some ways and horrified in others. Oh yeah. I, I think uh, it's going to be one of those begrudging. We have to accept things have changed and it's not for us kind of stuff. And pray to God that you know they bring out Pokemon stars and other crap for the next generation on yeah, yeah. <sighs> e3 e3 is coming out soon are you guys ready yeah. for e3 because i am certainly not i am this is this is also the e3 episode it's everybody be, yes yeah it's, uh, it's gonna be busy for me but i will try and stay on top of everything but yes excited e3 always. is every holiday put into one i took two weeks off for it and i'm gonna be basically 24 7 at e- doing the e3 stuff so i yeah, am I'm ready <laughs> i am happy for you that you're willing to give that kind of commitment because oh, yeah. honestly it was like the solar eclipse where i was in the wrong part of the country people are talking <laughs> about how exciting this glorious thing is up in the sky i'm looking i'm like eh, it looks bright whatever <laughs> that is me with the e3 i told you guys my dirt a little secret you know last episode i could not care less for E3, but it has its importance. Uh, gosh, E3, E3. What are you guys expecting from E3? Uh, let's do Xbox first. Xbox. Um, yeah. That's kind of my corner a little bit. Xbox. I was saying, that's out of my field completely, as you see Link, you know, strutting in the background and all that stuff. Well, the problem. So last year, Xbox um, at E3, all they could talk about was 16 teraflops. Like, literally, that was the tagline from the entire show there. So they were pushing, um, what was it, the Xbox One X really hard. And yeah, all they could talk about more than anything else was 16 teraflops, which is an impressive <laughs> yeah. number. But they, they didn't do much more <laughs> than that. They they did okay. They Again, I think we brought this up a few episodes ago about how Microsoft always wants to uh, just mess with Sony constantly. and, and Right. The about. holographic middle finger. Yeah, yes, and I they, remember that. they really just want to. If they tried, they'd be able to make a successful platform. Um, and the only thing that's really keeping the uh, Xbox alive, which I've said before, is uh, the Halo series and Gears of War. Gears of War, not so much anymore now that it's uh, that the last one was announced for play anywhere. Um, and so, the only thing I'm only hoping for is Halo Six. I doubt that's going to happen. There are rumors of another Halo game coming out that's like Halo Wars 2 and like Halo Spartan Assault. So that's coming out, I think. That's going to be announced. Um, They might do some Sea of Thieves stuff, show off some of the more upcoming content. There was a recent DLC, a free DLC that was a recent update. Yep. Uh, The Hungering Deep that introduced the Megalodon into the game. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, I saw that. Son of a gun. It is... A big, big shark. <laughs> I'm. Uh, big shark. I'm not sure what else. What else Microsoft could do at this point? They might just showcase some of the other smaller indie games that might be coming out. Some more family-friendly games because it has been an entertainment system for the family. I think that's what they were pushing it as originally, and still have been at least half the time. 
So uh, hopefully Crackdown 3 exists. That's one thing. Right. Was... Crackdown 3, there was, uh, it was delayed by six months, but that was like eight months ago and there was yep. no word of it ever since. Yep. Yeah. So hopefully it'll come out soon. Maybe, hopefully. hopefully. Because Terry Crews was great in that, uh, <laughs> in that trailer. trailer. Yeah. yeah so know, but, uh, Microsoft is planning to have, I think, their longest conference that they've had this year. So they said it's their biggest. I think it's their longest. So, so they have really, I don't know what, if it's their longest conference, I don't, I, have zero predictions for you. They've said it's okay. Last year, last year, basically they actually pushed the idea of, uh, they've been working a lot with Japanese publishers and developers and trying to get more Japanese games on the platform. Uh, Well, wasn't that scale bound? Well, yeah, I was one. Yeah. Uh, the 360 out of last year, they showed off Black Desert Online. Last year, Fighters was showing off at their conference. Yeah. So this year, I actually expect more of Japanese publisher pushing. It might even not necessarily exclusive things, but it will probably see a relatively larger than we would expect Japanese stage presence from uh, Microsoft this year. As well. Oh, we might actually get a big push or a, a small part of the conference on Mixer. Because yeah. Mixer being uh, Microsoft's uh, streaming service, right? So Yeah streaming mm-hmm. platform so we might get a bit on that because they just recently finished one year of mm-hmm. being live um as a streaming platform and that's right doing they were pushing it last year <laughs> they were pushing it last year oh i'm i'm sorry about that <laughs> i was sorry uh, i do want to point out that there is uh it's a bit of a long shot maybe so to speak uh there was an announcement last year or maybe it was a couple years ago they're kind of teasing it Conquer. Do you guys remember Conquer's Bad for a Day? Or I guess in yeah, yeah. Xbox's sake, uh, Live and Reloaded, there was that little teaser like, you know, look at me, I'm Conquer. I got the voice actor with us. Uh, maybe we should bring Conquer back and do a weird tech demo right here. <laughs> and then it was Project Spark. <laughs> yeah, and then we it showed this weird, demaciated squirrel thing that was supposed to be a, you know, a tech demo for Project holographic Spark. Yeah, oh yeah, no, there was there was the hollow. It was like three times, right? Because there was the Project Spark thing when it first launched. There was the hollow demo, and then there was also uh, Super Lucky's Tale, which people for a second thought that was Conquer. Uh, yeah, there was a I, lot of Conquer teasing. I would isn't like Conquer to... like that perverted squirrel? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, he, I guess he could be perverted. He he's more of uh, trying to get his life together, but as a defunctioning alcoholic, now king like, of the looks, world. He looks really. He looks like. Um, do you guys watch Rick and Morty? Yes. So he looks like uh, Squan- Squanchy. Isn't that Concord? Oh, you lost me. Yeah, <laughs> no, me there's, there's like an alcoholic squirrel That's type thing in Rick and Morty. So. <laughs> that, it might as well be. There's... <laughs> if it's not anime, I can't help. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, I was dead surprised that Nintendo allowed Rare back in the day to put this game out on the Nintendo 64. And I'm also more surprised that my father let me rent it. <laughs> there was so much stuff I got out of it. Like, such, like, I became a man after playing that game. <laughs> it's like the Larry of the time, right? So much gore and cartoony humor and parodies that, you know, no other game was really doing besides maybe like Earthworm Jim, but it, it, it didn't go that far. But Conquer did it. And I was impressed by it, even if it was a terrible game in a lot of moments. A very terrible game. But uh, I would love them to do a sequel. I hope they make, you know, it. like I said, it's a long shot that they launch something like that. But like I said, I'm not an Xbox One owner. I have a, one other prediction, actually, for Xbox. For my yeah. I think potentially Fable. I think we might see huh. a Fable game. There's been rumors floating around for a while, actually, that the Forza Horizon team was going to be working on the next Fable game. Ooh, really bizarre. Fable Racing. Huh. Very bizarre, but also (laughs) relatively credible. Um, Well, if you think about it, you know, yes, it sounds crazy, right? The racing aspect of it. But the Forza Horizon games do have decent open worlds. So if you're going to make a Fable game, like you can go that direction. You can do that. 
but that's the rumor. I could see it happening. I mean, they have a long conference. They're going to announce something. Uh, we'll, you know, who knows if it will ever come out because half the time they just cancel all of them. But yeah, Microsoft wise, I'm feeling uh, Japanese publisher support. Maybe Fable. I'm not too sure about Halo 6. I don't know. I'm like, I don't want to make a call one way or the other on that. I mean, if it happened, it'd be huge. Even if... Oh, no, uh, like, oh, I stood in line for a midnight launch for a physical copy of Halo 5, so <laughs> I would love a Halo 6. <laughs> I think we might have, like, another year or, or two on yeah, that. I, I, don't know, I figured, but, you know. like, there's always little pieces of information you'll find here and there. And I've seen nothing about Halo 6. I've seen yeah. the other spin-off Halo game, but nothing about Halo 6, but one can hope. Yep, yep, yep. Now, we are somewhat well-grounded in terms of what we all play as a whole. But yeah. however, that being said, it really sounds like uh, it, it's kind of lackluster for Microsoft at E3 this year, just with our expectations. Now, well, Nick, what is you, there? you nailed it. <laughs> I know. It, Nick <laughs> said it. You know, they're... <laughs> They're not trying to seek the spotlight so much anymore as, you know, just trying to make sure it doesn't shine on Sony. Yeah. Also, every single time. And they know they're going to make money. So there's really, there's no, they're like a content family man. Everything's just fine. He's mm -hmm. got no ambitions. Well, every no. time he announced an ambition, the rest of the family yells at him. But then old Uncle Sony's like, hey. You're always online, huh? You know, old Uncle Sony over here doesn't need <laughs> internet all the time. Yeah, I Everybody mean, loves Uncle Sony. The beginning of the generation was just both other consoles shooting themselves in the foot and Sony standing on stage and not screwing up. That's the only reason. Yeah, uh, right? What's it called? He said it himself, the CEO um, standing still. of Sony. Yeah, and the CEO of Sony said it himself where he's like, early on, he was like, I'm not sure why the PS4 is doing so well. I don't understand. <laughs> he's No, you can look it up. It's a real quote. Yeah. He had no idea. And the answer yeah was because um, Microsoft went up there, shot themselves in the foot live on stage, and um, Nintendo went I up with the Wii U. Do that yeah, real life, no. just, and Nintendo went up with the Wii U, and we're just, I guess, looking in the other direction and started like, well, Sony seems curtains. like the only option. Like, I might as well get a PS4 looking yeah. at these guys. Yeah, Nintendo was just appealing to the curtains, like speaking to the <laughs> audience, not the audience, but... Yeah, you know, they just... Sony, like, it was a victory by standing still, basically, for Sony in the beginning yeah. there. Hey, All they did was not screw up. But um, yeah. Speaking of Sony, yeah. What do you, what do you guys think? Okay, so here's what we know. We know that they're bringing four big games to the show that they've talked about. That they've announced. They're saying these are what we're going to focus on. That's mm -hmm. not going to be the only thing there. However, they're going to announce more. Yeah. Um, my big Sony prediction is Devil May Cry Five. I really think it's time. I've I, we know. I'm pretty sure we've known for a while now. We've had like rumors come in, things float in that's been done for a while, and they've actually held off and showing off the trailer um, because of leaks. Because some people do that sometimes to almost punish leakers. That's a thing that's occurred, and uh, I think it's finally time. I think we'll see Devil May Cry Five okay. and not DMC Devil May Cry, actual Devil May Cry. So you, you don't want the guy to go, "Hey, I'm going to take off the wig. This is really what <laughs> I am." <laughs> I have nothing against uh, Dante, but uh, not not original Dante, right? I think it's going to be an original Dante DMC. I've never played any of the Devil Cry, the original Devil May Cry. Are they any good? Yeah, no, they're all great. Oh, no, I'm sure they are. I've heard all good things yeah. about them, but like... Except, um... except, except, except. I would say, yeah. Uh, I played DMC. Problems. DMC was fun. Yes. It was just a fun hack and slash game. 
Yeah, well, the gameplay, the gameplay in terms of combos. Puzzles. The thing about DMC is about the the depth of the combat system in terms of comboing off of things and uh, getting it to basically be uh, have the high skill ceiling of games you might see out there when you get yeah. to yeah. Uh, getting combos, getting that triple S ranking, that sort of thing. Um, it's really in that sort of replayability and chaining things together and launchers that people enjoy those games. It's the stylish action genre. It's the genre that basically you know birth Bayonetta, birth that right. sort of yeah. thing, platinum yeah. games, that sort of thing. Uh, so yeah, DMC2, games. <laughs> almost, uh, it's actually, there's a, there's a history there. There's a bit of a history there, but, uh, um, two has problems because they didn't understand what was good to get about one and made something else, but like one, three, and four are great. DMC is great. Uh, I love all those games. So, so I'm excited for five. I am pretty on the nose. That's going to happen. I'm pretty sure about okay. that one, but, uh, what else, what else are we expecting from Sony? What else are we expecting? Um, you I know, mean, we're, we're going to see the things we expect, but yeah, you got something. What was the big four? Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, yeah. Tsushima, Last of Us 2, Days yep. uh, not Days Gone. Days Gone was not one of the big four, but we'll see it. Um, Red Dead 2 and Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man. I forgot about Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that game. <laughs> yeah. Even though all I can do is just watch people play it, I'm excited for that. <laughs> you might want to consider seeing if you can uh, scrounge up for PS4 sometime soon. Switch maybe. comes first, Switch, and then a PS4. Yeah. All right. I, all right. I, I, I don't Spider-Man. know if I can commend that. I mean, <laughs> I remember Spider-Man 2 that came out mm-hmm. when, uh, like the movie game, right? That came yeah. out 2004, 2005. Right around there because yeah. it was still Gen yeah, 6. a lot of fun with that game. This is super open world. It was a little bit dynamic. You could uh, web sling on a, a helicopter, catch a ride, and just go mm-hmm. chill around the city. I had fun with that game. So yep. seeing a full-fledged open world uh, Spider-Man game like that being announced was exciting. I honestly feel like that Spider-Man game is going to be like a cooler version of Infamous. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, Infamous so is universal. Yeah. Infamous is great in itself, but this does have that sort of traversal angle. And it looked super, super dynamic when they were showing it yeah. off. You know, they... It looked so dynamic to the point where they were claiming it wasn't cinematic. They were like, okay, this no, this is not a cinematic scene. You can actually control this right now, how he's swinging and what he's going through obstacle-wise. Uh, so that's cool. You know, It's definitely going to be entertaining. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, beyond those big four, beyond DMC, I, you know, I work from the Japanese angle mainly, so I'm trying to think about what we might get in terms of that sort of thing, big Japanese I mean, games. They, they have those big four right there in the chamber. Honestly, if they said nothing else, people would be happy, but... Mm. There's, there's always that one last thing that they're going to drop, and it's like, what is it? Oh, um, what's it called? Of course. Yeah, uh, from yeah, Software's the Final Fantasy Seven uh, remake, yes. Yeah, that from Software's new game, which some people... Uh, you know, there's the rumor. We thought it was... Oh, geez, what was it? Uh, the, the trailer from the Game Awards suggested it was a different series, but the leaks now are saying that it is Bloodborne 2, even though that was t- basically said, no, it's not Bloodborne 2. But uh, we're going to see FromSoft's latest game there, almost 100%. We're, we're going to see more Final Fantasy. I don't know if it'll be coming out in the next year. I don't know, but yeah, we will see it definitely. Um, yeah, we might see some more Final Fantasy stuff, honestly. Uh, might playable be some more 15. demos for the new Spyro remaster, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there'll be everything will be playable, hopefully, on the show floor. I'm I mostly, like so. yeah, because yeah, Spyro comes out in July, I think. Oh, yeah, it'll be ready yeah. then. Yeah, and so it, it's be scary because, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 has actually finally obtained a real solid form. A real form. And they keep, Square Enix keeps saying, you know, it's still going to be 2018, guys. Don't worry. But everybody, like, around the developers, they're they're sweating heavy, like, um, yeah. Yeah. What are you, you know, this guy's all thumbs up and smiling, (laughs) you know. It's like, I want to believe him. 
Mm-hmm. And I really hope he's right, but <sighs> I, that's a holiday. That's the that's the most holiday release I've ever seen. I'll put it to you that way. I really hope so. Yeah. There, I've seen or heard people play uh, two hour demos of uh, that, like uh, Hercules, essentially, mm-hmm. where you know we get to play through that storyline, and they're talking about it, describing so many cool things. I am excited for it. The idea of a new Kingdom Hearts three since like two thousand what four. Yeah, no, geez. Well, this is, you know, like five or seven side games in the middle that are canon, but since two, yeah, it was 2003 or four or something like that. Oh my gosh. It's been uh, so freaking long. I I know it's not PS4 exclusive anymore. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, Obviously, people have joked and uh, we kind of laughed as the Final Fantasy VII remake has taken one step further into the grave of never (laughs) returning ever again. (laughs) Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, we could see Splinter Cell, a new Splinter Cell. Now would be a good time. There was talk about that, thanks to yep. and stuff. And you know, it makes sense too, because with Metal Gear going the way of the the or going goner, I should say, with Metal Gear MIA, that's a good opportunity for them to get back in with a big new Splinter Cell game and kind of push the you like your sneaking games? Here you go, you know? Do so. you think uh anything from Konami? Do you think uh, after that's Survive? N- <laughs> that's not a pachinko machine? Hmm, difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we turn a PS4 into a pachinko machine? The, that's like they're scratching their heads like, how do we do that? <laughs> um, let's see. I'd like to see something from Platinum. I'd really like to see Platinum put out a game. They've seemed to be working with Nintendo recently. Uh, very, like very much so, very close. But, you know, Square Enix, I think, has some moves this year beyond what we see in Kingdom Hearts and what we see in uh, what's it called Final Fantasy. I think that Square Enix, they've opened a couple new studios in the past few months. They've you know, been working with Platinum pretty closely. Platinum feels ingratiated to them because it helped them save the company with Nier. So I could see a Sony, another Platinum game coming out, or at least getting announced. I see something cutesy, something first party, something cutesy, because we got so so many serious, strong titles right here that... Sony feels like there you know, might not be anything for the kids or whatnot. And so left field, I'm going to suggest maybe something little big. Yeah, but Tyler, related. kids don't play games. Yeah, okay, whatever. They play Fortnite. <laughs> they play yeah. Fortnite. That's cutesy enough for them. Yeah. Okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> I, I still think something simple like uh, Little Big Planet will make a very soon return with the next title. Yeah, I think the Little Big Planet studio might be working on that Dreams thing. I'm not sure, but somebody's working on that Dreams thing. Inside Studio? Yeah, the the uh, or no wait, am I thinking of? Oh boy, am I mixing up my Tearaway devs and my uh, what's it called? Little big the Terraflops. Yes, all sixteen <laughs> of them have been. <laughs> but uh, what's it called? I think one of those cutesy game teams is working on Dreams right now. I think I'm mixing up who it was, okay. but uh, I could see a little big planet that could that could be a thing that happens. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm happy with the four the big ones they announced. If they show me more Spyro, they, you know, they really don't have to do too much more. I'd love to see people play a you know, actual demo, just see what it's like. Mm-hmm. So small stage. Uh, if they want to show me a little bit, a little big planet, that'd be great. They have been doing a lot of weird remaster moves like Pearl yeah. Rob and Crash Bandicoot is well not and medieval. Well, yeah, we know that's coming yeah. too. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know what to expect besides that. And I, I wish I could make wild guesses, but I feel like every time I make a guess, yeah, I you should be careful. Backfires. You, you gotta be careful now. <laughs> yep. Uh, what's it called? You know, I think that Sony will have something that's a, a big wow moment. They generally do. I think for the last at least four or five years, they've had that wow moment. Even last year, even though it wasn't like a Sony thing, they showed off Monster Hunter World. I don't know. Wait, was that an Xbox? I don't remember which one that was at. Um, do you but think anything VR I think that was Sony? 
Um, yeah, PSVR is still a thing, still exists, still does okay. Is that what they're going to say at the beginning of the conference? I swear, it's still a thing, guys. Yeah. No, they exactly. dedicated like they dedicated like twenty minutes to it last time. I could see a you know ten fifteen minutes probably happen again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like if they do one of those, they're going to try to make a, a drastic move to make it relevant again, and they're going to pull a PlayStation Home from PS3. Oh. you sit there with vr and you get to walk around and talk with other people in a, a virtual reality room kind of like a, you could on the computers and whatnot yep yep uh I two quality totally too two quality of life things that i hope to see from sony or slash expect to see from sony one they did promise by next e3 that they would have psn name changes ready because you can't change your psn name damn and you know Shida. they they said that last e3 they were like hopefully when we get on stage again like this next year you will have that we're working on that so maybe they announced it there as like it's free today whatever the second thing that i'm expecting slash hoping for is for true backwards compatibility with um ps2 ps3 games and uh, like kind of kind of what Microsoft is doing okay. with Xbox, Xbox 360. I'm hoping for that. I'd really like that. I don't know. You know, it's tough because they're in a position where they don't have to do that because they're the winners right now. Yeah. Uh, and they can make people pay for them again. But uh, they could pull it out as, a, you know, PS4 is starting to come, you know, wind down next couple of years. Let's, you know, throw it on out there. Uh, that sort of thing. So could see that. Could see that. Could uh, Sony do a PlayStation One Classic? Yeah, no, they're actually. Um, I talked about it in the news on my other endeavors uh, this week. They're actually looking into it. The problem is, so many of the big games on PS One were third-party games, so they have to get oh, all yeah. the licensing rights for all the big stuff. But uh, they are working on a PS One Classic. They're looking into it. They're you know doing the research, seeing how they can make it viable. But yeah, so that's a thing that we could see. I don't know what I would pick if I didn't have either and there was a super nintendo classic and a uh, playstation one classic in front of me i think i would go for the playstation it's I so go for weird. the playstation 2 that's my childhood so because well the S- super nintendo was totally my childhood and i think the reason why i would pick the playstation is because even though it was my childhood i feel like there's so much more entertainment i could find on like the top 20 playstation games versus well i, I guess it would be a nintendo 64 uh classic in that case if you're the also computer. expect to see that this year <laughs> yes there's also been <laughs> mentions of them trademarking the idea of doing something nintendo 64 related which the i really hope in. they don't just the imagine <laughs> they give you two controllers and you got to buy another two so oh. you can play the classic super smash brothers yeah it'll be or mario party it'll be interesting to say the least how or an updated that. 3ds that wouldn't be out of <laughs> too much i will i i don't know man if that happens again it's been like three years i will say in terms of tyler like um calling things and having to eat lays i think my biggest call that's been wrong consistently every single year has been i think it's finally time for the 3ds to die no no <laughs> i've called that for the last like three years i'm pretty sure so i'm not gonna say anything this time we, we very well could get another version and uh, all right <laughs> nintendo yeah this is probably gonna be the big one i feel like uh the spotlight is gonna be very heavy on nintendo this year Just, yeah. they, they got, got the ball it. rolling they got the momentum yep. Uh, generally in terms of marketing and sales, the second holiday, so the second holiday season is the most important. So yes. for Switch to be a viable platform going forward, they have to have a strong lineup for this fall, this holiday season. So we, you know, they got to get stuff ready. There's so many things that we've heard about that we haven't seen in a while yeah. and it's time. It's time for everything. It's time for Yoshi. It's time for Fire Emblem. It's time for SMT5. It's time for all of that. Wait, uh, and Shin Megami Tensei? 
Yeah, uh, SMT5 was announced for Switch yeah. uh, at Switch's reveal, and we really? only had one trailer since. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, what about uh, Bayonetta 3? Yep, Bayonetta 3, we'll see again, Bayonetta hopefully. 3, um, they're hoping that it's not a remake of Smash Brothers 4 and that it's Smash Brothers 5. That's the big thing. I'm pretty sure it's not a port. I'll tell you that much. It might be 4.5, but it's not a port. Yeah, I'm so they're sure. hoping that it's not going to be for a remake. Um, what else did I hear about Nintendo? Metroid, I think, is 2019. So yeah. I don't think that's coming out this yeah. year. But Fire Emblem is, should, should still be coming out this year, even though we haven't heard about it. But that's fine. Nintendo likes to do things like three months out, so that's fine. Um, Once so yeah, if it was SMT Fire Emblem, Emblem Heroes Go. Well, you know, I actually saw a leak today. There was um, somebody oh, no. basically, yeah, somebody put out a thing. <laughs> we don't know how verifiable it is, as with these leaks, but E3 time is always nuts with the amount of leaks that come out. Yeah. But this was one of those sheets where it's like, here's a sheet with all the sh- things they're showing on it, right? And uh, there were actually some, there were some parts of it that were like, oh no, there's other stuff that like corroborates that. But uh, what was on there, of course, was Fortnite for Switch, which uh, yep. I could they had weren't working on that but i could see iron galaxy porting that they like to port they Switch put it games. on the phone of course yep. they're gonna put on anything yeah, no, that was can. that was a given months ago like people knew it was well they, they, they assumed however what's called epic games said they had no plans for it whatsoever right. we're not working on it but it might not be their problem it might be iron galaxy who ports a lot of the uh switch games like wolfenstein that sort of thing okay and they might be doing it so that could come some people were saying that it was called in that leak in that same leak where that was happening it, it said fire and Boom reawakening which i was like oh let's mm, mm, i don't know like awakening's good and all but maybe i hope it's not a remaster my awakening there we go <laughs> by awakening <laughs> final chapter prologue uh, any possibility of them announcing a core pokemon game with all the the bullets they just fired in the air no they might talk no. about it again they might you know, the last E3 was unique because usually they don't talk about Pokemon mm-hmm. at E3, but they did say that they're making the 2019 game last year. Uh, if anything, we might just see a sizzle of Let's Go a little bit more in their direct, where it's just like a tiny bit more or just replaying the trailer, we might see. Uh, depends how long they want to go. I don't think we'll get any new info on 2019. We're probably getting some new Nothing info big. close towards the end of the year. Um, yeah. That's usually when it comes out, all the uh, leaks before a new game starts dropping. Um, okay, it usually okay. starts happening around November, December. Yeah. Um, and then again in June when they have their direct and also more leaks and then it'll launch again in November, October next year. Yeah, we'll probably get a direct. We'll probably get a direct right before um, Let's Go leaks detailing Let's Go. And then next year we might get a, we might get a reveal in a March, April potentially for gen eight is what yeah. i assume 2019 is but yeah nintendo in terms of surprises those are all things they've announced i don't know how many surprises they necessarily have maybe that star fox rumored game yeah, maybe really they don't generally have like crazy e3 presentations anyways they yeah, always not expect the craziness from all the 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 big people mm-hmm. uh, but nintendo's always been like well we're going to tell you most of the stuff before e3 e3 we're just going to rehash some of the stuff we've told you and maybe announce a few new titles yeah That's or what they what do, they do is they'll announce it well beforehand because like they like to they like to talk about it like only three months before it comes out right so we know metroid's happening but we might not see it until it's ready to come so yeah well we know mario's gonna sleep we know zelda's gonna sleep hope well more than likely anyways uh no i have a theory about zelda i do want to put this out here good Uh, i don't know i don't think it's gonna be this year um might not even be next year maybe the year after but I feel that Breath of the Wild is actually going to get a Majora's Mask situation where, you know, this is the type of situation, kind of like Ocarina of Time, where, you know, it's a completely new engine, completely new game, did very, very well. And so using those same assets within a couple of years, they put out another game. 
I could see them doing that with Breath of the Wild. A very smart move. I think people would totally be okay with, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah, you know, the scary thing is everybody expects it. Everybody wants it. Everybody's sure it's coming, but there's nothing, nothing going yeah, on. I've not seen anything. I don't know. No. There's negative leaks, negative yeah. rumors about Animal Crossing. So I really don't know. Either that's the best guarded secret ever or uh, there's more. Yeah. There are more rumors about Harvest Moon than there are about Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> See, I don't know. I don't know. It, it'd be if so, I'm going to give them props for being that tight of a lid on it because everything leaks. Everything has leaked. I know Nintendo has been tough this year on leakers and really pushing those NDAs, but that somebody would have said something by now, I feel. If it is, honestly, I I do not care for Animal Crossing. Yeah, I don't really play them, but I, I enjoy them. I appreciate them. And I, I played it when it came out for the GameCube a lot as a kid, but the handheld versions... I, I try to get into it. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. We've got um, Ubisoft to confirm the new Assassin's Creed game. Yep, Odyssey. Odyssey. Interesting. Interesting. Nice. Assassin's so, Wait, are you being serious? Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. We're being serious. They confirmed a new Assassin's oh, Creed man. game. Uh, Mario's going to be uh, flying around across work. the space <laughs> and have a, a hidden cloak figure <laughs> hiding above him. <laughs> despite them just recently dropping a new AAA title last year that completely reworked the whole series called mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Origins, they decided to announce that they're going to be... Uh, uh, talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and we're they not really sh- sure if it's a DLC yeah. or if it's a new title. They should have stuck to those gap years. I'm th- pretty sure yeah. it's a new title. Yeah. It's in ancient Greece, but they should have stuck to the gap years. It did yeah. very well for Origins. So that's what that's what killed the uh, that's what killed the original series. Like yeah. um, one and two were great in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. two was an improvement of one. Yep. Three was boring. Three Black was Flag was Four fun. Great, great. Um, and then, but then putting out a game like that every year. Yeah. There are only a few franchises that have successfully done that, and those are the sports franchises. Mm-hmm. And even then, not as successful as they might have hoped. I was going to say, and sports franchises only get away from it because the people generally who are playing the sports games don't play other games and don't have expectations yeah. similar to the rest of the industry. Yeah. Because generally for them, like a roster update means is worthy of a new game. So that's, and most for most people, that would not fly. So no. the sports audience is also more casual. So Yeah, and I've always been a big believer in quality over quantity. Yeah, and yeah. I've always felt like it, it was always insane. If a band that you love takes three or four years to put out a good album and you're okay with waiting for that amount of time, why can't a dev studio wait that long? Mm-hmm. And, but then have crappy games, right? Yeah. It's... So yeah, they announced uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, Fallout seventy six was announced as yes. a teaser trailer, um, and they're very much and that's from Bethesda. So Bethesda itself, yep. and there are a lot of conflicting rumors going around. Yes, it's it's it's, it's crazy. It's I'm pretty sure I'm um, I'm on the rumor on board with the rumor where uh, what's it called? Somebody in December 2017 called that it was called Fallout seventy six and said it was going to be a Daisy slash Rust type game, like survival type stuff. And that's too bold of a that's too bold of a call in the naming title to not be insider information. I feel you can't just be like, oh yeah, next Fallout's Fallout seventy six. That's just what it's yeah. called, right. and know that back in twenty seventeen. So yeah. no, it's match yeah. for match. That usually never happens. So it would have mm-hmm. to have been from the inside. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. Seems to be some sort of survival game, potentially Rust Daisy type thing. Maybe. What um, is so the uh, the last Fallout game that you guys have completed? Four. four. Yeah. Four. Yeah, no, never played Fallout. Oh. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. You never finished Fallout, neither did Bethesda. <laughs> I mean, I always look like a modded Skyrim with guns. Uh, <laughs> oh, stop. Uh, <laughs> oh, stop. I hope that uh, was on purpose because that's the big joke. That's good. That's good. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Um, 
Uh, I mean, it, it always looked fun, but I'd never played a Fallout game. Um, and I, when I saw the announcement of Fallout 76, I looked over some of the history of the games. Uh, the why 76, like, why did we go from Windows XP to Windows 7? So I'm assuming it was some similar, like, stupid reason like that. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, in-game lore where there's, like, different... Are you forgetting about Vista? <laughs> uh, yes, on purpose. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's going to be, like, a division style where it's it's online. You can build your base camp with other people you don't have to but you can these are some of the the things that i've been reading on the yeah internet. maybe we'll see any yeah. three but uh yeah yeah we're gonna see rage too as well from bethesda probably yeah. the DLC. supposedly it's the prophecies of canadian walmarts have predicted oh it's well beyond that now it's no, like, no it's been confirmed yeah. It. yeah oh yeah they put out the trailer and stuff well um, the prophecy happened first for the the yeah, public yeah media. yeah Brought to you by the Jesuses at uh, Walmart Canada. Walmart Canada leaking everything. What is going on? (laughs) They leaked Sonic Racing, too, just uh, last week. Canada's just pissed. It's done with America. So we're just being characters. They spoiling everything out there, man. But uh, yeah, from Bethesda, you know, I want to make the call and it's not necessarily a hard call, but I'm pretty sure we're not going to see Elder Scrolls 6 6, because I don't think it's actually being made. I don't don't think it's going to be in announced even for the next two years at least for this year and next year we're not going to see any signs of it if they do i will eat something i will eat some food i'm not tyler i get the smart choice i was i was not going to bring it up but the uh elder scrolls online yeah uh, that's their current thing it they just toss it over to a completely different developer to work out so zenimax Zenimax is working on it, and Zenimax has been overseeing a lot of it to this point. Um, what I would say, though, is that I've, I've heard some things, and the things I've heard are that basically Bethesda is very comfortable with how well uh, Elder Scrolls Online is doing and don't feel the need to make a new Elder Scrolls game right now. They also have that rumored game Starfield, and they said even that is potentially a year or two out. So they yeah, not only are they saying they haven't started, they're saying potentially what I've heard is that Starfield is even a little bit further out. So because yeah, because they're still waiting to port, you know, Skyrim to your phones, it's to your N64, yeah. to your XP system, to your T84 calculator, <laughs> to your smart fridge, yeah. your arcade system, to Tesla cars, <laughs> to that SNK system behind you, Cam. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're just waiting on those ports first, and then they can start working on uh, Elder Scrolls Six. Uh, I think we are wrapping up what our predictions are here. Yeah. Let's shoot into the questions real quick since yep. we're already getting ready to murder our own clocks. Uh, first question, what is your least likely wish for an announcement at E3? More what is that you like three triple A battle royales being announced? Zero, <laughs> did you say? <laughs> I wouldn't want any, but we know it's coming. No, so I'm saying your least likely wish. So at least like we wish I don't want yeah. more than three. Oh, okay. Oh, I see what you get. So if we have more than three, like I will be upset. Yeah. Right? Um, it's it's a weirdly worded question, but like yeah, if, it is. Any more, I, I guess if we have the more, way... any more than three, I will I will. What, some, I, I think what the question's asking is, what is your far shot? The thing you want the most, but you the know far won't happen. Shots. Yeah, oh, but okay, you know yeah, zero won't battle royales, zero battle royales. <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> is still a yeah. far shot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. My far shot's far, mostly because it kind of like that stuff already got announced already. But I yeah. want Pokemon Stadium three, um, and I want really? three. Yeah, and I want Stadium in that basically you have access rental-wise to every Pokemon from every generation. Uh, there's gym leader castles through every gym series, basically. Uh, just basically take Stadium 2 and just add everything from all the gens, all the gym leaders, all the Pokemon, and do that with mini games. So that's my farthest shot, the things I want the most. Besides that, a new Paper Mario that's actually Paper Mario, but that's never going to happen again, unfortunately. So. Oh, you don't like, <laughs> you know... 
what was the last one that came any out? Of them, any of the last three? Uh, color Splash or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. Oh. They've jumped since Thousand Year Paper Door. Star, Paper making, yeah, Paper Mario games. I did enjoy Super Paper Mario, kind of. I, I yes. really... I mean, it was okay. It was an action-based yes. RPG, but that's the it thing. Was it was like it was Super Paper Mario was fun, but it was not Paper Mario. Is the right. best way to put that. So, uh, yeah, traditional one is what I would like the most, besides Stadium. But yeah, do you want to stick with your wish there, Nick, or do you want to try to pitch something different? Yeah, no, I don't want any battle royales. Like, really, as much as fun as they are to play, and I can understand the hype behind it. Um, <sighs> Yeah, no, I don't want any battle royales. Oh, I don't so want any new. I don't want any new battle royales. Everything uh, like I would love to wish for Halo Six, but I've waited what uh, between Halo Four and Halo Three. What was that? Four years, and Halo Five came out two thousand fifteen. So I'm okay with the wait. Like I can do that. That's not. I mean, that was a jump from Bungie to three four three. So I guess that would make sense that they were starting from scratch over there, maybe with some assets. But yeah, b- because in terms of the PvP, the problem is that arena shooters are a bit dead. They're surviving. No. They're surviving on like a, like an IV. Like it's bad, um, and I think they're taking their time to rework the system. the The idea that they had in Halo Five, which is PvPVE, right? So you're playing versus other players, and you're also playing against uh, AI uh, um, enemies that you'd find in the campaign. That was really fun and chaotic, but it didn't grip, right? Yep. It didn't take hold as much, um, despite the huge Halo fan base. So I would guess that's what's the that's what the issue is, and that's why they're taking their time. And also, I hated the story for Halo Five. Oh my goodness, it was such a terrible story, and I really hope they do it better in Halo Six. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, that, that is definitely a least likely wish. How about uh, you, Tyler? What do you got? I was thinking of it. Totally forgot what I was going to talk about. But the one <laughs> that I always wish in my heart of hearts, I know it will never happen, and it's honest, honestly the least likely wish to happen here. Uh, I really would like to see Pokemon Snap come back in some shape or form. It's kind of like your Pokemon Stadium minus Pokemon Snap, but mm-hmm. we know. I we feel know. like I very I feel similarly about that though. I'd like to see that too. I think though, even beyond that, I should say my biggest, my biggest least likely call right now. Ah, uh, you know what? This isn't the least likely, so I'm gonna retract this, but Sony making another portable. Sony making another handheld. But I'm not calling that <laughs> I would be so bad. I'm not calling that the least likely because there's some stuff there. There's some stuff. There's some comments. They're aware of Switch. They want to compete with Switch now. They think that handheld isn't a lost cause. These are all statements they've made in the last couple months. So um, they were experimenting a little bit with 5G in relation to uh, other um, outside in the Sony group. They were referring to 5G in use of things beyond their phone and tablet business that they're not talking about potentially in the future. So um, not the farthest shot, but that's what I'd like to see the most is another Sony handheld. So I like my hardware. I like my consoles. So the more you get out there, the more interesting things are for me. So okay, okay. Uh, this next question is very you know simple. I'd like to think. We'll find. Okay, fine. Well, Not for what me. is your favorite Pokemon game? I can't do that. Nick, what is your favorite Pokemon game? Um, since I've only ever really played the core series, uh, Platinum. I put two hundred twenty-five hours into Platinum. I love that game to bits. Uh, it's the game that started off my collection, my living decks for me. Yep, Platinum is my... That is the off-gen of Diamond and Pearl, right? Yes. Okay, just making sure. Well, honestly, like after Yellow, then there's Crystal, and then there's Emerald? Emerald. Yep. And then Platinum. Yep. And then the non-existent Z? (laughs) Non-existent Z. Or a non-existent Gray, then non-existent Z. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got in 2008, um, pretty soon after it launched, and that was when I got my Nintendo DS Lite first. Mm -hmm. And I had that thing till 2000. 
13 till my sister threw a TV remote at my head. Well, she was aiming for my head, but it hit the screen of my uh, DS mm. and it cracked the screen and the hinge. So the screen's um, plasma and LCD started leaking oh, and the hinge yeah. wouldn't stay like stable. So I had to like play it flat. Oh man. Um, but the, the biggest takeaway from all oh, that was I, I yelled at her like, why were you aiming for my head? Why would, why would you throw a TV remote at my head? Or at least that's what she was aiming for. Yep. And I'm like, that's a weird way to show love. But yeah. anyways, um, that was the death of my DS. Um, Things would have been better if it hit you in the head, because then your DS would have been better. <laughs> I mean, you might have <laughs> suffered, you know, potential head damage. But yes, yeah, sir. Sure. I'm just saying consoles are worth more than human lives. That's all, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's not that well, hard of a take. So. Consoles are worth more than human life. It's true. Cam collects 2018. How do you think I got all my consoles? <laughs> so, uh, Captain Crazy over here, what is your favorite Pokemon game? You ever to date me to something that you can't possibly answer that question? Because <laughs> that, that's me with this. It's like... Okay, okay. I, hit us up with your top three then, at least. Okay, because I put out a side episode that was 45 minutes long just explaining why Gen 5 isn't as bad as people think, but like right. that's just a small portion. I can't... <laughs> I can't begin. I can't begin to rank them for me. I really can't. All I can tell you, <laughs> all I can tell you, is that Gen Five is actually good. Um, I can tell you that. Uh, no, you know what? I have to hold off. I I'm too. I need to like. I need to do a research study. Before you need to I sit down, and make a pros and cons yeah. list. I need um, to do a research, evaluate, do some soul searching, yeah. find out what's really like interested, like what draw, draws you to the Pokemon games, yeah. then make yeah. a list. Finally, come out with like top one of your. I can tell you that Diamond and Pearl, like Gen Four, is one of my least favorite. I can tell okay. you that much. I can tell you that much. Uh, Platinum is is a lot better. Diamond and Pearl are mostly brought down by the fact that the battle system is incredibly slow compared to Platinum. They bump it up in Platinum, but the the time between animations makes an absolute slog. Also, the Pokemon variety in the grass is garbage, and um, mm-hmm. all of that, and the, you know the use of TMs being overbearing. So Gen Four for me is a low point. I'm pretty sure in terms of the core games because each okay. generation is more than that. But yeah, you know I like I like them all. Um, I'm finding, you know, as time goes on, I'll put it to you this way. I used to be a big Gen 2 fan, but as time goes on, I'm liking Black and White more and more and more as time goes on. Um, I'm liking X and Y more and more as time goes on as well. Um, I find a lot of issues in the first and second and fourth gen. So I'll say that much, basically, and seventh gen. So it's probably three, five, or six where I'm feeling feeling the good stuff. I can tell you, yeah. Yeah, three uh, Gen 3 was the the one game where I remember... I started making conscious decisions about uh, Pokemon selection, like mm-hmm. typing and stuff. And then I started learning. Gen 1, I mentioned this earlier, like I fought a Caterpie to a standstill. I fought Brock. <laughs> so Gen 1, Pokemon Yellow, yep. I had no idea what I was doing. Sent out Pikachu against Onyx, defeated. Sent out Pidgey against Onyx, defeated. Sent out my Caterpie. Onyx was out of moves. so And I don't think there was struggle at that point. And so I was just string-shotting Onyx until he couldn't move. And my Caterpie was faster than the Onyx. And I just tackled him to death. Slowly, just throwing my Caterpie's body against that rock-hard uh, uh, Onyx until the <laughs> until the Onyx fell, and I won. I remember that, but I don't remember anything else from Pokemon Yellow. <laughs> but yeah, my position is more so like I've put about a thousand hours into each generation at least, yeah. and it's too hard to pare it down that far. But I can tell you, generation-wise, I'm feeling those more so than the others. So okay. that's my answer. What about you, Tyler? What's your? Uh... I don't know how to respond to that. Uh, <laughs> Cam's thrown me into question. Uh, for simplicity's sake, I like Gen 2. I okay. feel like I've had the most fun and gameplay out of that one. 
Uh, if I were to pick my favorite one, though, it's probably going to forever be whatever the most current Pokemon game is because there's yeah, always one true. extra edge. I love breeding. I love the idea of building mm-hmm. perfect IV teams. That is my thing. So, you know, X and Y, you know, did that pretty well. And I think before that, Black and White tried something like that. And a lot of stuff you can get trained up in terms of IV and EV or EV specifically, but it wasn't that easy until X and Y. And yep. then it got even more simplified with uh, Sun and Moon. Yeah, I played uh, competitively. So racing Pokemon hatching I and IVs and EVs and all that. I played competitively in Gen 4 and early Gen 5. It was a slog then. Gen 5 was fun for breeding because of the dream world. So you had all the hidden abilities accessible. Ooh. But Gen 6 is actually, I feel, the easiest to breed in because if you go to the Prism Tower, you can just stick a penny under your 3DS's analog stick and go around it in a circle indefinitely. So you can put your system down while you're hatching eggs, basically. That makes it very easy. That's messed up because, <laughs> I mean, I did something similar in uh, Sun and Moon, Mount on Taurus. You go like just south of where the Pokemon uh, Egg Lady is, where you're mm-hmm. at the daycare, and you just spin yourself in a circle in this fixed fence that you get stuck in. And yep. You can't escape, so you're just spinning until she crosses her arms like, oh, she uh, has another egg for me. Oh, and cool. then So I just sit there mass hatching eggs and getting them, you know, making a little poor Pokemon baby factory going on. And I could see with efficiency exactly when I was going to get a new egg and, you know, at the same yeah. time, hatch. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I, I did a lot of breeding, not for the sake of uh, IV EVs, uh, EV team building, but for completing my living decks. Yep. Mm. So I would make, like, for example, if I had a Charmander, I'd make two more Charmanders and then I'd sit and then I train up the one Charmander to a Charmeleon, and then mm-hmm. that Charmeleon I train up to a Charizard. While I'm also training up the one other Charmander to a Char- uh, Charmeleon. Yeah. Yep. And I did that for easily 85 to 90 percent of my Pokédex. Yeah. The others I just couldn't care. Like Sylveon was so hard to get up to, like, uh, to evolve. That's mm-hmm. I just traded the Sylveon because. Yeah. Yeah, but just to put it like to kind of put it out there for our listeners and stuff, because we do talk about Pokemon and uh, I'd like for people to know uh, where I'm coming from with Pokemon, that sort of thing. Like for mm-hmm. me, the series is definitely my my biggest series in terms of what I play. Um, when in 1998, when Blue came out, I was four. And for my birthday, it was right around then I got Blue, Red and Blue. Since then, I've never not been playing a Pokemon game for a period more than three months. So just I, when I'm done with one, I go on to another, a Nuzlocke, into a Nuzlocke, into a playthrough, into breeding, into whatever. There's only there's only a three month period recently that I wasn't playing a Pokemon game, as for as far as I can actually remember. So it's just it's a constant in the background for me, which is why it makes it so hard to rank because it's everything I've loved so much, and uh, I can now pick things apart a little more. But it's hard to say what's the best. I'd say because I I feel like best. I could spend hours upon hours just doing Pokemon episodes with you, just tearing yeah, yeah. each game yeah. apart limb from limb. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, we shouldn't do that right now because we're no. actually right now. We're over, I think. That's E3 and Pokemon. What are you going to do? You know? yeah. That is E3 <laughs> and Pokemon. Uh, news of the week. Uh, Bunchy gets a $100 million investor. Who yeah. wants to take this one? Uh, Nick, was, you wrote it down. Yeah, that was me. So, yeah. um, Bungie got uh, NetEase is a Chinese tech company. Uh, gave them a cash infus- uh, infusion of $100 million uh, to develop new IVs that are not Destiny. Um, and my hope this is amazing. This is it's great not a hint at all. Like, please just stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, because um, uh, we had what was that other Chinese company? Tencent. Tencent. Yes. Well, that's yeah. the, so, the scary. That company. is the super one. 
So everybody's the battle royales are the in thing right now. Yeah. So some of the rumors are that it might be they're developing a battle royale. Mm-hmm. It might be that they're developing a new IP for the end of Destiny's uh, planned out franchise like timeline. Um, yeah. It might be a game that's going side by side because Bungie did that at some point with the Halo games. Um, so we're not sure yet. They haven't announced any details, but he did yeah. reassure us that it's not going to affect uh, Destiny as it is right now. So this is a separate thing that's going on. They're going to make a whole new team for that. Um, my hope is, though, that eventually it lets them break away from Activision mm-hmm. and then things will start getting better for Destiny if the franchise survives. Yeah, well, they said the fun part here is they said with this 100 million, they're going to start self-publishing, which right now they rely on Activision Blizzard. Yeah. And publishers have a lot of power in terms of saying what goes into the game. So to be able to self-publish, you can basically, as a developer, put out the exact product you wanted to make. rather Absolutely. Than made for the market. So this is a really nice... loot boxes. Right, I mean, right. That's usually great. a publisher you know, demand right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you know what I would say too, just just as an aside, you know, I wouldn't be mad if they happen to make a successful battle royale. I wouldn't be too mad because right now Tencent has hands in both big competitors. They have hands in Fortnite and in mm-hmm. PUBG. So like they're just winning right now. No matter who wins, they win. So it'd be good to have a competitor. While I don't think it, it's going to be difficult to compete with them now, uh, it'd be nice if it did. So good stuff <laughs> here. Speaking of Tencent, did you guys hear that uh, they bought out uh, Vivendi's? Uh, Hold yeah. on, Ubisoft. That was, yeah, like a month and a half ago, they bought out. Well, so they got Vivendi to basically sell off. Uh, Guillermon, the owner of Ubisoft, got Vivendi to finally give up on the hostile takeover idea. And Tencent swooped in and bought up 5%. So Tencent's 5% in right now of Ubisoft. So they're they're creeping. They're creeping. <sighs> Craziness. Yeah, uh, Fallout 76. We did talk about this. Uh, is there anything else you want to dig into it? I'm no, I just didn't know where to put all the E3 stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. about Fallout 76. Um, I don't know who put the Super Mario Bros. speedrun. That would be me, of course. Yeah. Uh, the Super Mario Man over here. Uh, we do have uh, an announcement. We do have a speedrunner that broke the five-minute mark in Super Mario Brothers, which has been done so many times before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is kind of like the, the make or break for the most, probably one of the biggest games to be speedrun i would say you know there's a, probably a couple others out there that you can think of but when it comes to super mario brothers trying to beat that game in five minutes has always been like the make or break of a speedrunner in the old school games so However, is this a record or is there something there is a record okay. this guy has beaten under five minutes using a single hand oh, oh. So what if what if what if he used two hands uh, well, uh, if you got it under five minutes, two hands, it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. But no, no, so a lot of people what if this it. guy, he did it single handedly under five minutes. What if he did it using two hands? Well, if he had two hands, then he'd do it in two minutes and 30 seconds, right? That's how that works. Should do it that's how that time. works. <laughs> half the time. I feel like there's such a hard cap. Like, I, I could be wrong. Uh, like, it's been shown using a computer emulated, like, you know, moving the character for him and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, like, the absolute hardest is, like, 456 or something like that uh, using the current uh, strategies. So doing 458 with human error using one, one hand. hand. That's yeah, well, it's all mechanics, too, right? So more hands wouldn't really make too much of a difference because you have to get the mechanics down. And you just the, have to the push the buttons at the right the, time. Yeah, so... I imagine you have to have a pretty big hand to be able to hit. Yeah, like, dexterity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I imagine them holding it like this too, just, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, just wiggling it. Thumb and the pinky sticking out, and <laughs> that. I mean, you wouldn't want to pause. That would screw yourself over. So yeah, just pinky and thumb. Yeah, you got like thirty <laughs> surfers all around him. While he's like, yeah, <laughs> surf up, dude. 
Uh, that is pretty much it for news. Uh, we were late on news because we knew we were going to be heavy onto the Pokemon at E3 talk. Yep, yep, yep. There will probably be more E3 talk next week. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, that, well, next week uh, is E3. So <laughs> next week, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday are the conferences. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. So it, it will it will be there, guys. Be yeah. prepared. Uh, we'll be game it. releases this week. Uh, Vampire? Or vampire? Vampire. Yes, this is Vampire okay. action RPG coming out on June fifth for PS4, Xbox One. Uh, think Victorian vampire action RPG. So cool stuff there. Cool stuff there. Okay, and yeah. of course, Blaze Blue Cross Tag. Yeah, yeah. Before I get onto that, real quick, the other thing I want to mention is Vampire is actually one of those uh, rare double A games that we've talked about before, kind of like um, Send You a Sacrifice Hellblade, where it was a you know not a triple A game, not triple A developer, but they're making at this double A lower development cost level, they're making a you know finished product. And it's coming out, and we—I like to support those games personally because that's what we used to see games-wise in like Gen Six during the GameCube era and that sort of thing. Uh, so I'm a big fan of those. But yeah, Blaze Blue Cross Tag comes out on June 5th. That's a fighting game that crosses over Ruby, Blaze Blue, uh, Uriel, which is Undernight Inbirth, as well as Persona 4 Arena. So it's a big crossover fighting game coming out from Arc System Works, the makers of Dragon Ball Fighters and many other great stuff like Guilty Gear. And that's coming out. So hashtag chill. Hashtag chill. <laughs> I'm I'm actually <laughs> obligated. <laughs> no, it's okay, man. <laughs> uh, and uh, finally, the most notable one for this week, as well as uh, Sushi Striker, the way of the Sushido, which is coming out for Switch oh. on June 8th. Yeah, I played this. Yeah. I was not impressed. Did I, I did not get to touch it because it was one of the things where I was like, just let it fly by. I'm not going to yeah. notice it. I played it at PAX and it played itself really like i really? could kind of just hold down a button and wiggle around the control stick and it would do the puzzle for me and i wasn't even at the first level or anything necessarily like it might be a very you know quick look curve where it jumps up in difficulty fast but what i did play was relatively simple in terms of playing itself so okay fair enough uh that's that is it is uh is there any plugins before we go into the uh our standard plugins um no extra for me uh, Nick. So I've talked about this twice before now. <laughs> um, what Garden are you talking Con. about, Nick? Garden Con is a gaming convention that's happening in Florida, Tampa Bay City. What in Ju- uh, July? And they do great things because they raise money for St. Jude's Children's Hospital that helps fight childhood cancer. Any research that they make in terms of advancement for treating cancer, they put out for free at no extra cost for anybody. Um, they fly in families from all over the world, uh, provide them accommodation, free treatment, and housing while they treat their uh, child. Um, yeah. Uh, go to guardiancon.co slash support, and you can figure out how to help them out, donate some money, because if you don't help fight childhood cancer, you're a jerk. Thank you. Yes. Slap that cancer, though. Just- right. Take right on the butt. Yep. Take it out. Yep. yep. Uh, if you want to check out some of my work, I've just recently did a D&D uh, one-shot campaign for the Delvin Cox experience. That yeah, was, how'd that go? I saw that episode go up. It was uh, a three-hour... Like, I listened to the entirety of it. Whew. It was entertaining to listen to. I was like, <laughs> I was very impressed and kind of upset with myself as the DM. I was like, man, like, there's stuff I learned since then. I'm like, oh, boy, I totally did that wrong. But... <laughs> One of them flat out said, "Is like, hey, Tyler, you could be lying. We will believe you. Go ahead and make things up if you need to. I'm like, you got it. Yeah. I did. Uh, you can email us at casualmasterquest at gmail.com. If you want to be one of those people that isn't, you know, iTunes or some fancy uh, Nigerian prince saying, hey, I can make your podcast cooler. Just give us all your social security information. 
Yeah. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at MasterQuestPod, all one word. All podcasts and gaming can be found on our YouTube channel, which we will link on our Twitter. I'll post that up tonight because hopefully if I have the right setup all working and going, I want to stream some of that Mario Tennis. Yeah. It was exciting. I might be a a little buzzed. Just a little bit, but I think I can I can nail the shots. All right. Like it wasn't until like the last two three matches I realized I could hit three different buttons and it hit the ball differently. Mm-hmm. Fighting game. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you, man. I'm not joking when I say it. it has meter management. It has HP bars. It has like uh, what's it called mechanics on top of mechanics on top of mechanics. We even had a joke on uh, what's it called the other thing I work on where we said, uh, "Hey, tell me right now why Mario Tennis Aces is, is more of a fighting game than Smash Bros." And uh, we had somebody argue that it was a uh, it was a fun argument, but it was I a fun really take, I should say so. Yeah, no, definitely a very deep game. I am Tyler. I can find, or you can find me. I can find myself anywhere. <laughs> can I'd like you? To. <laughs> I can't find my. Okay. Uh, at two times Tyler on Twitter. Nick. Hi. Hi. Hi, Nick. How's it going? Hey, I was just wondering if I wanted to look you up on Twitter. Where where could I find you? Um, on Twitter at lrwarrior11, or okay. whenever I sporadically stream uh, on mixer.com at mixer.com. No, okay, I'm stumbling over my own words. Mixer.com forward slash lrwarrior11. There you go. Cool, cool. Yes, that one. And Cam, of course. All right. I got a lot of stuff to shill. I promise it's all incredibly useful to our endeavor. <laughs> okay. So first things first, you want to find me on Twitter. I'm at Cam Collects. Uh, please come talk to me there. I use it every day. I post generally about four or five times a day. I love talking to people about everything game related. So get me on there. In terms of streaming, I'm on twitch.tv slash Cam Collects. On Monday night at 7 p.m. EST, I do Pokemon Emerald Randomized, where we're working through basically Emerald with random Pokemon, and it is a Nuzlocke. So if we lose a Pokemon, it's done for good. A lot of fan interaction there, so well, you, you guys can name things, choose what I use, that sort of thing. I've switched my other stream session to Friday evening slash afternoon at 4 p.m. EST, and that's uh, where I go through old consoles, basically, and play big, prolific games I didn't play for the very first time. So we're doing Contra on NES, and that's going to be on Friday. Um, in addition to that, I have some YouTube videos up right now on youtube.com slash camcollects or look up camcollects on YouTube. I have a couple of the old streams for what's it called? Uh, Pokemon Emerald Randomized. I also have full footage of when I streamed the 97 Space World Gold and Silver demo for two hours. Nice. Um, so you can check that out there if you want to see the early build of the game. There's a bunch of unreleased Pokemon, a bunch of cool stuff. Um, yeah. And other than that, um, I have another podcast if it's you know good to talk about. And I'm over at Into the Video Game as well, which I produce. So you can check me out there. I'm on Libsyn at IntoTheVideoGame.Libsyn.com. And that's nice. my, I got tons. There's my spiel. <laughs> no, that's that's totally fine. Uh, we all have our repertoire of different things <laughs> we can uh, shoot out. Uh, that was it for June 2nd, 2018. Uh, happy National uh, LGBT q pride month to pride all month. those out there uh man it's, it's it's a great start to a month man uh there month. is so much we can look forward to there's gonna be so much more we can talk about next week and i think that's gonna be it i think we're gonna cut it up here mm-hmm. uh, don't drive people crazy don't do a three-hour episode it's fun yep. it's yep. funny don't do it don't yep. ever, I, please. I can't wait to do it <laughs> in a week gosh. or so oh boy <laughs> yep. it's gonna be sweaty and long and tiring Ooh, oh my gosh that sounds like a lot of things actually uh yeah break out the snacks and uh, get the streams ready though because e3's coming and uh oh, yeah. oh, it's yeah. ready for you are you ready it's for it that time of the year it's christmas <laughs> and summer. my body is not ready but fun 
E3 needs no lubrication. It will no. <laughs> find a way into you. Bite the pillow. I'm going in dry. Which leads to some sweat and lubrication around. Oh, uh, well, that's it for this episode. Get ready for a Big Bang episode next week. And don't forget to never stop the grind. See you guys later. Bye-bye. See ya. Love, Love you. you.